Welcome to the podcast for coaches and psychologists. In this episode, we'll be discussing positive intention. Does every behavior really have one? I had this friend in college who had a habit of complaining constantly. She would complain about almost anything and everything. The manner in which she complained was such that she was generally the focus of attention in social gatherings. I kept wondering why was she behaving the way that she did? On observing her closely, I noticed that her behavior of complaining was unconsciously fulfilling her need for getting attention and support from friends. In other words, the positive intention behind her complaining was getting attention and feeling supported. On subsequent conversations with her, this understanding was validated. So what do we mean by positive intention? Positive intention or secondary gain or payback as some people call it is the conscious or unconscious benefit we derive of any behavior. One of the presuppositions of NLP is that every behavior, good or bad, has a positive intention. For whom is the positive intention positive? This positive intention is positive or beneficial for either the person or a part of that person who is engaging in that behavior. Understanding positive intention with examples aches and pains. Note, even aches and pains are considered as internal behaviors of the body. There are people who suffer from aches and pains for years. Sometimes they are chronic. In many cases, there is no medical issue behind it. In other words, they are psychosomatic. For some of them, when their loved ones spend time with them, they get better and their health improves. However, as soon as their loved ones move away, the health issues resurface. Although the person may not be aware of it, maybe the unconscious positive intention is to get love and care from their family and loved ones. Even though consciously the person may want the pain to go, yet a part of him, her is still holding on to it. Procrastination. Suppose I am a person who procrastinates a lot, to the extent that I don't begin working till the last minute before the deadline. When I finally start working, I worry and panic and get exhausted. Yet, despite knowing that, I still have the pattern of procrastinating work. Now, why would I procrastinate? Even when I know that it will cause me stress in the end? It might be the fact that the last minute completion makes me feel a sense of achievement and pride. And I may even enjoy the drive of the last minute panic. So the positive intention in my head could be something like, Look I made it in spite of the very little time. I am proud of myself. In short, this behavior of procrastination is giving me something and fulfilling an unconscious motivation that I have, which is the feeling of pride and accomplishment. Note, these are just examples of positive intention behind pain and procrastination. Different people may have different positive intentions behind same behavior. So should we focus on positive intention or on behavior? There is a common expression, focus on the intention, not the behavior. This is true when you wish to change the behavior, but the problem is that people use this expression to justify a behavior. They keep using the same behavior, that creates certain problems, again and again but try to cover it up by saying, my intention was positive. When I hear this expression, my response is, really? Just because there is positive intention, it does not mean that the behavior is appropriate or helpful for myself or for others. So in the above example, the behavior is still causing me more harm than good because it makes me feel anxious and stressed, thus adversely affecting my health. 
To explain this in a simple way, the positive intention behind a thief robbing a bank may be to feed his family or to become rich. Yet the behavior of stealing, moral values aside, may actually end up doing more harm because he might end up in jail and his family members and children might be left to fend for themselves. Just because there is a positive intention, it does not mean that the behavior is appropriate or completely helpful. The truth is, that at times the same behaviors, which have positive intention, can actually be harmful or destructive to self or others. It is for this reason that we need to change these behaviors, though the positive intention can make this change difficult. That brings us to the question, how to change a behavior that is driven by a positive intention? Creating sustainable change in behaviors. Change begins with the realization that a particular behavior is not the only way to fulfill a positive intention. Taking the example of procrastination. Used earlier, I may procrastinate work because a part of me has the positive intention of having a sense of pride and accomplishment. Yet the behavior of procrastination, which is creating pain or stress, may not be the best way to fulfill the positive intention. Also this positive intention can be achieved through alternate behaviors. For instance, I may start feeling proud and accomplished by having done the work before time, or by creating more positive and healthy challenges in my work. These new behaviors not only help in fulfilling the positive intention of a part but they do this without creating a problem for other parts. So the solution lies in finding an alternate behavior, which is healthy and productive to fulfill the same positive intention. Therapist's Nietzsche case study on positive intention related to smoking. Let's take the example of a client that I had. This client had a conflict between two objectives, parts. Her first objective was to quit smoking so that she could live healthy, and the other one was to manage stress and relax. Now the problem was, every time she felt stressed, in order to manage her stress, she smoked. So her second objective was interfering with her first objective. In other words, the part of her which was causing the behavior of smoking was obviously creating a problem for the part of her which wanted to stay healthy. This happens because for the former part, the only way known to manage stress was to smoke. Steps for changing behavior, habit, smoking. Becoming aware of the positive intention behind behavior. The first step one needs to take for changing a behavior is to identify the positive intention that the behavior is trying to fulfill. This can be done with the help of effective questioning. NLP meta model questions in combination with motivational interview technique can be very effective for identifying positive intention. Sometimes the positive intention is hidden so deep into the unconscious that the above techniques may not be enough. Hypnotherapy and NLP-based techniques that can be used to identify unconscious positive intention include N-step reframing parts, integration corrective therapy, self-validation and integration therapy, SVIT, other delaying techniques like void management, metaphors, identifying alternate behaviors to fulfill positive intention. Once she was aware of this positive intention behind her behavior of smoking, the next step for her was to achieve a negotiation with herself. By negotiation we mean, a middle ground, wherein both the positive intentions of staying healthy and managing stress were met without creating conflict for other parts. So for her, as we discovered, the healthy, alternative behaviors for managing stress, instead of smoking, were Exercising Deep breathing, especially while experiencing stress, painting listening to music condition new behavior. The next step was to create a strong association in her mind between the existing positive intention and the new healthy behaviors. 
We use hypnosis for this as hypnosis is the most powerful change process we have come across. Overcoming other hurdles. Finally, we worked on dealing with other reasons like sleep cycle, motivation that may have made the application of new behaviors difficult. She was then made to rehearse the new behaviors both mentally using hypnosis and behaviorally so that the new behaviors became just like natural habits. All these aided in her quitting smoking since she was no longer dependent on it. Summary. Making it easier to change behavior begins with identifying the positive intention and looking for alternate behaviors to fulfill the same. Addressing the positive intention behind the behavior or habit is also the key for minimizing the chances of relapses. It is for this reason that we highly recommend psychologists and other mental health professionals to develop skills to work with unconscious positive intentions. If you are a physical or mental health practitioner, we would highly recommend our cognitive hypnotic psychotherapy program. If you are a coach or a trainer and would like to help your coaches or participants change habits and persistent behaviors, you would really benefit by enrolling for the cognitive hypnotic coaching program.